This is Positively Farming Media. Have you checked out the Drink and Farm merch shop lately? It's time you do. The shop has just been updated with the latest designs, which means you can drink, farm, and give zero clucks in style. We have a great selection of quality tees, tanks, lightweight zip-up hoodies, notebooks, and so much more. Plus, every purchase from our shop supports producing this show, which means we can keep bringing you the content you love. To shop, go to drinkandfarm.com shop. And Patreon peeps, don't forget you get a sweet discount on every purchase at the Gifty Peep tier and above. The link to Patreon is in the navigation bar in our shop so you can learn more about joining or look up the latest code in a jiffy. That link again is drinkandfarm.com slash shop. And thanks for being here. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Hey everyone, welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. I am your temporary solo host, Bev Ross, and I'm really excited to bring you this new episode this week using all sorts of new fun technology and systems and things that we're doing to make the podcast better. And I truly, truly hope that you can feel and see and maybe even hear the difference. Um, so I'd love your feedback if you would be willing to share it. <laughs> And before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to be sure to thank our drink peeps for this episode. And that is Ashley Kiernan and Jenny Beck. And they are at Ashley Kiernan and at Beck's Boots to Roots over on the Instagram. So cheers, ladies. All right. Today we are going to talk about wintering again. And I know you probably just side because winter and winter prep and wintering is basically all that I've been able to release the last few months. And they've all been replays. But I assure you, every second of this episode is a new episode. And we're going to look at wintering from a different perspective than what we've been looking at. So most of the time, when you think of winter prep or preparing for winter, you're thinking about things that you actually have to do around the farm just to make sure things survive uh, and just to make sure that you can get through until you get to spring. But what if we looked at wintering as preparing all facets of our lives and our farm lives to make going into winter not just tolerable or survivable, but a place in which we can thrive and feel comfortable and look forward to. Because I think that that might be one of the things uh, that makes the difference between people who enjoy winter and people who are always dreading it and can't wait for it to get over. It's more than just the cold. There are things that we can do to help prepare ourselves, both mentally and physically for it, that will allow us to find more joy in every season. Because 
The thing about winter is unless you live in a place that doesn't have winter, uh, like physically, um, which I'm sure that there are lots of listeners out there that don't, um, just like there are listeners that are going into the spring and summertime right now and not going into winter, but don't worry, you should listen to this episode in about six months uh, when on your hemisphere it goes into actual winter weather uh, and this will definitely be helpful for you then. Um, But it will also be helpful for when we're talking about wintering difficult times, uh, mentally and physically. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the cold season to appreciate getting ready for winter or wintering. You can do this anytime you're looking forward and knowing that there's going to be a time of tribulation or trial coming your way, because that's the thing about life is we know that it's not always going to be smooth and perfect. And I think it's easy to get caught up in the things always go wrong for me. Things are always really difficult. And when we can prepare ourselves For those difficult times, we can definitely weather them just a little easier. So let's dive in to our episode today. I'm so excited about it. So the first thing that I would like to tell you about this episode was that it was actually inspired um, by a book that I read that was a gift from one of my Instagram friends. Um, She is at Eating Buckets over on the Instagram. She lives in Bainbridge, Washington, so feels kind of like a soul sister on the other side of the uh, country, which is super cool. In case you didn't know, I'm in Bainbridge, Ohio. So she sent me this book and it's Wintering by Catherine May. And the premise of the book is the power of rest and retreat in difficult times. And the reason why this inspired uh, an episode doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the content of the book, though I do definitely recommend you read it um, if you're interested in personal stories and personal stories that you might not 100% relate to. Because that's the thing is um, sometimes personal stories can be hard because we don't find anything relatable to the person. And there are not a lot of things that I relate to when it comes to her, but I still understood the premise of the book and thought it would be something super useful uh, for our drink and farm community. So some of the lessons that I took from it. Um, the first one is that uh, when we're going into wintering, we need to set ourselves up for success or going through the winter or the wintering uh, in just a much better place. And the way that I do that here is by creating systems for my winter. So I'm going to use actual winter as the example here, um, but this can also be metaphorically and think of the systems that you can put in place for uh, mental or physical wintering, not just a, you know seasonal wintering. So by creating systems for winter, I do things like checking out my feed storage and my daily routine for feeding or doing my morning or afternoon chores. What are the things that I can do to make those things easier on myself when the weather is difficult or when times are difficult? Because if we've done the work to set up those routines ahead of time, 
then when we're in the really difficult places, uh, we're able to have more space to thrive and get through it and not necessarily just like barely make it, if that makes any sense. So uh, that includes looking at my routes for how I do my feeding, the tools that I use to do feeding. Like, do I need um, maybe bigger galvanized buckets so that I can carry more feed out at once because it's wintertime. So they're eating more than just you know, a little scoop. So I probably need something bigger to take that feed out into the goats, uh, different pastures. And, um, same with, Hey, you know, is there something I can do to make, uh, transporting this hay easier or transporting all this feed easier. So we've talked about buckets. What about um, different types of hay nets? And there are tons of different ones that are acceptable for all different sorts of livestock. So don't um, get too worried that if you have goats, you can't ever, ever use hay nets. Um, There are some uh, that I use with smaller holes and I haven't had a goat get stuck in them once. Uh, And I've been using them for several winters now um, with both kits and adults. So uh, they've got safety clips and things in them. uh, And I put them inside the actual hay feeder to keep them from hanging loose. And I think that things like that help. Uh, But I have donkeys and a cow as well. And they're capable of eating out of hay nets and different hay baskets or hay duffel bags, I guess, so to speak. Um, So Getting those items has allowed me to make my winter feeding routine easier because I can sling them over my shoulder to carry them out. I can carry more uh, using this method than I can if I'm just actually carrying loose hay. And um, I can also uh, make it easier on myself by doubling the hay nets that I purchase because then I can do a rotation instead of having to walk out there and then go into the barn, refill them, and then walk back out, save myself some trips and some heartache. Um, Same with the watering system. You know, um, we talk a lot about heated uh, waterers on the previous episodes that we replayed. And I just wanted to let you know that for sure, uh, the heated water bowls that I recommend in those episodes, uh, they are working strong five years into it. So I feel really confident recommending them to you if you need something that's going to last a long time and is going to make keeping water thawed for your animals uh, so much easier. So I wanted to mention that again. Uh, Also, taking the extra step for your future self to make things easier when um, they've been made difficult by uh, perhaps a lot of snow has fallen. So you're trudging through heavy snow to and from the barn or to and from the pasture or to and from your house to the barn. Uh, One of the things that I have started implementing is if I drive the uh, mule, which is our our side-by-side, if I drive that on the path from the house to the barn and then to the pasture gate and then across the pasture to all of the other gates I have to go to, I have a path that I can walk in that doesn't require that I exert so much energy just to get through the snow. So taking that little tiny step of pulling the side-by-side out of the garage and creating that path for myself makes the actual trudging easier. So I hope that that helps as far as making your actual chores easier. 
And I wanted to let you know that uh, I have created a page that has every item that I talk about in this episode uh, on it so that you can find the things really easily. And you definitely don't have to pick the exact ones that I used. Um, I'm recommending the things that I actually have because I have experience using them. Um, but they'll give you an idea if like you hear the word hey net or um, you know you hear a heated water bucket and you're not really sure exactly what to search for. I've made it super easy. Uh, the last thing that I will mention as far as creating systems for your winter is going to be the hose. If you've ever had to drain a full-size hose, you know that it is a pain. Um, I've always wanted a heated hose, but they're kind of expensive and they can actually break down and not last as long as you would hope that they would. So last winter, I bought myself a flexible hose. Um, Flexi Hose is the name brand. I brought an I bought an off-brand of the Flexi Hose, and I've used it for a whole winter season, and I'm already using it now, and I absolutely love it. It's the most fantastic hose ever, uh, and that's located on that list too. So you can check that out and see if you can find something to make your watering just a little easier. So the next thing that I want to talk about when preparing yourself for winter is having the gear that you need. And I know that we have talked about gear before, and sometimes I think um, we find ourselves really pushing through with what we have because we're afraid of being wasteful or maybe being budget conscious. But the thing that I really want you to understand is that when you have the right gear in the weather, then doing the work that you need to do is just so much easier. And take this from someone who delayed four years in getting coverall bibs. (laughs) I got them last year. Total game changer. I would never hesitate to buy those my first season again, Um, even if uh, you're not going out there to take care of a ton of animals. Say you just have one chicken coop that you need to take care of that's, you know, 25 feet from your house. Having winter bibs will still allow you to spend more time out there and uh, take, you know, better care of them and, and feel comfortable spending time out there than if you just like threw on a light coat and ran in and out. So uh, take that uh, piece of advice, if you will. Uh, The other items that I really enjoy having, of course, is a good coat. Um, I'm a giant fan of Carhartt. And I love my Carhartt coat. I've had it for a really long time uh, and it's always worked really well for me. So I've linked to that in uh, my list that's located over in the show notes and gloves. Um, So my instinct on gloves was to purchase like the warmest, quiltiest, like fluffiest gloves that I could. And I thought that that would work to keep my hands warmer and more comfortable. Um, but it turns out that nitrile coated work gloves are my go-to work gloves for winter. And uh, the reason why these work so well is uh, the nitrile coating actually um keeps them close and well-fitted to your hands so that you still have all of your dexterity that you need to like open and close gates and latches and things like that. Um, But they are just enough protection that your fingers don't totally freeze. Um, I used to go out there without any gloves on and then my hands would be so painful when I got back inside because I really needed to use my fingers to like unlatch gates and things like that. 
Um, but once I started using these nitrile work gloves, uh, total game changer. Um, able to do all of the things that I need to do and my hands are comfortable when I get inside. Now, these aren't like warm, cozy gloves by any means, but they get the job done. And sometimes uh, that's all you need. And if a $12 three pack of gloves can make your entire winter choring easier, definitely something you should go for. <laughs> Uh, I also always have a good hat, and I personally like to have a hat that's a little stylish um, and also keeps my head warm. Uh, and same with the face shields. There's a couple different kinds out there. Um, I really like merino wool. So uh, the one that I link to in my list is a merino wool one. Um, but I also have some SA brand um, fleece-lined ones that work really well also. I can't breathe as well through those as I can through the merino wool ones. Um, but they totally do the trick, and they're really inexpensive. Um, and when the wind is hitting you in the face, uh, it just makes it so, so much easier uh, to get through all of those chore times. And I already mentioned bibs. Um, bibs are definitely, um, definitely a must if you get snow or uh, lots of wind or sleet uh, or any of that like extra polar vortex winter stuff. And the last thing that we'll talk about um, for gear to make you comfortable is boots. So I've always used um, extra tufts and I really like my extra tufts. They work great, um, especially during mud season because they keep the water out um, and they keep everything dry, which basically is a lot of the challenge that you have when there's snow on the ground or water and mud. Um, but this year I decided I'm going to go for some boots that have some insulation in them and are warm. And a couple of things that I look for in boots is they need to be really easy to put on and off, especially for chore time. Um, and I like two different sizes of boots. So my favorite style for when there's not actually snow or too much water on the ground is a shorter Chelsea style boot. Those are the slip on um, short boots that go like just above your ankles. And then the other one is um, a pull on boot that goes up over your calf. And um, both of the boots that I picked for this season are Boggs footwear boots. Um, the Chelsea ones that I picked out have a lining in them to keep your feet warmer. Uh, and then the pull-on um, calf boots that I chose have an adjustable strap on the back so that you can open them up all the way and stuff um, your winter layers into the boots when you need to keep your pants dry because sometimes you're walking through so much snow or ice um, that those pants get wet and then it starts to wick up and then you're cold sooner rather than later. But if you have the gear to keep everything dry and keep everything comfortable, it's definitely, definitely um, much more enjoyable. All right, so that is it um, as far as gear um, for yourself and gear for the farm um, that actually have to do with farm uh, physical things. When it comes to treats, there are so many options out there for you to choose from for the health and well-being of your dog. But many popular brands contain low-quality animal protein from various sources and unnatural fillers. Instead of choosing a treat made with mystery meat, nourish your pup with something better, Vroomies. Vroomies are loaded with healthy grub protein from black soldier fly grubs and no filler ingredients. Pound for pound, whole-dried grubs have more protein than a prime rib steak. 
and they contain a complete amino acid profile, meaning that they provide all of the amino acids that are an essential part of your dog's diet. In fact, they contain more amino acids than beef, chicken, and pork, which makes Grubly's Dog Snacks Roomies a healthy choice for your special pup. Save 25% off your first order of Grubly Farms Roomies with code DRINKANDFARM25 at grublyfarms.com. Now I want to talk about preparing a space to retreat and recover for winter. And this is something that I've always done and really enjoyed. Um, If you're a Patreon, you'll get a tour of all of my favorite uh, spaces. I kind of call them my Huga spaces, but really they're just um, places that I created that are nice places to relax and hang out uh, and stay warm and cozy and happy. And I use them in the summertime too, um, because you like comfort in the summer as well. I just summarize them instead of winterize them. Um, So I have three spaces that I use for this. One's in my living room, one's in my office, uh, and one is outside on the side porch. Uh, They include comfortable chairs, places where I can put my feet up, um, places where I feel happy. uh, So I have decorated them the way that I like them. Uh, They inspire joy just hanging out in them, like um, my office per se. This is kind of new, um, but I definitely... um, got my office prepared for wintering since I knew I'd be spending a lot of time in here. Uh, I wanted it to be a place that I actually wanted to hang out um, because I liked it. And so that was one of the things that I did. And you can see um, I did that with like some fun artwork and things. Um, I even made, uh, like I made this that's right here if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, I made a really cool uh, like wall hanging type of thing. Uh, my wreath is from my friend uh, Kathy Zitnick. Uh, she is uh, PK Farms, and she is at uh, Kathy Gormandy over on the Instagram, I believe. I'm going to pull her link and put that in the show notes um, so that you can definitely go find her. Um, she has a really cool flower farm. Uh, and she makes like dried wreaths and some other things and teaches you how to flower farm and all that fun stuff. So definitely go check that out. Um, but I also cozy up the spaces by making them warm. Um, and depending on your climate, your house and all of those things, um, you might need to do something different than what I've done. Um, but I have an electric blanket, a space heater, uh, and I always make sure that I have a couple of extra, um, like fuzzy things. Like, so this, um, this is my sheepskin, uh, that I got for Christmas last year. Uh, and this was actually made by one of my Instagram friends. Uh, she is Aurora Blue Farm, Ohio, and I will link to her in the show notes as well so that you can check her out and check out her sheepskins. Um, but having things that are just warm to the touch, soft to the touch, cozy to the touch and make things actually warm, just do a lot to really relax and rejuvenate you when you know that you're going to have to go out somewhere um, where it's harsh and a little less comfortable. Um, so you don't have to do all of those things. Um, but a couple, you know, just makes a big difference. Uh, my little tiny um, electric heater is actually a fireplace. I've got it over there uh, in the corner of my office if you can uh, see me on the YouTube If you're a Patreon, you'll get a really good um, tour, so you'll get to see all these things close up. 
and the electric blanket, the reason why I always suggest an electric blanket is because you can use it to stay warmer in your house without having to turn the heat on a ton. But you also uh, can use it to sit on the porch uh, outside and enjoy your farm while being comfortable as long as there's not too much wind um, or you're not getting wet or anything. Uh, also, um, I like my heated blankets because I have to spend time outside in the winter if I want to get cat cuddles because I can't bring my cats inside the house. Uh, so if I want cat cuddles in the winter, I need an electric blanket to make hanging out outside uh, more comfortable. So that's definitely something that I recommend uh, if you also have outdoor animals that can't come in the house that you want to spend some time snuggling with on the porch. Uh, as long as you've got a uh, plug, then you're good to go. And uh, also another thing um, that I like to do is create routines that make me feel good. So when I say routine, I mean um, just small, easy habits that you can be in um, that will help you to uh, establish just taking good care of yourself, kind of self-care routines. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, to spend some time reading and I don't make it super long, maybe 10 or 15 minutes in the morning or the evening. Um, highly recommend the book Wintering if you're looking for a good winter read. Um, but there are tons of amazing books out there that you can enjoy just cozied up in your electric blanket uh, and get through some new information and new stories and things. Uh, I also really love to take bubble baths. And if you don't have a bathtub, I'm so sorry because I absolutely, absolutely love my bathtub. It's like um, my favorite thing. Uh, I used to not have a bathtub, so I totally know what that's like uh, to not have one. Um, but I have made having a bath routine really easy because I've picked out a couple of things that aren't super expensive uh, that I have auto-shipped on Amazon, subscribe and save. So I have this package of bath bombs that I have delivered every three months, uh, as well as some Epsom salt that has hemp seed oil in it. Uh, and then I also use the hemp seed oil bubble bath uh, as well to go with it. Um, and those things just kind of create a nice, cozy, warm, relaxing routine. Um, and I'll use the bath time routine in the morning or in the evening um, because it's just a nice way to reset. Uh, even if you only spend 10 or 15 minutes in there, uh, it makes a big difference in uh, you know how you feel uh, when you've taken good care of yourself. And the last thing um, that I will say about cozy routines is that I love warm beverages and coffee is obviously one of my favorites. I drink a lot of coffee, um, but in the winter, I really enjoy the dandy beverage. It's kind of like a coffee beverage, but it's an instant powder type of thing. Um, I mix mine with milk uh, and uh you can use any other type of milk alternative or water if you prefer. I like to use my fresh goat milk. Uh, and the reason why I really like that beverage is because I love the way that it tastes, but also it doesn't have caffeine in it so that I'm not drinking coffee at you know five o'clock in the afternoon, just trying to stay warm. Um, you might prefer tea or something else. And uh, the last thing for preparing yourself for winter that we'll talk about today uh, is bringing inside the parts of the farm that will help sustain you through the winter. 
So what I mean by that is one of the things that I did before our first frost is I went outside and I actually dug up um, the flower plants and herbs and things that I wanted to keep that I didn't want um, to all freeze in the winter. And I potted them up and put them inside my office under some grow lights. Um, it makes me incredibly happy to have calendula growing in here uh, in late October. I also have a green stock uh, garden tower that I've put in my office that's for herbs and all sorts of salad greens and things so that I can still enjoy some fresh food in the winter um, because I find that that really helps me from a mental health perspective. Um, the only thing is, is depending on how much light you get, you will probably need some supplemental light for those in order to keep all those plants healthy and thriving. Uh, and so I have linked to uh, some different kinds of lights that I actually use here on my farm to continue salad season into the winter uh, so that you can give that a try and see if that works for you also. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it helps give you some ideas on how you can prepare yourself for winter and why preparing yourself for winter is just as important as preparing the farm for winter. And I would really love it uh, if you would share with me what you do on your farm to prepare for winter. So it can either be like a farm thing or it can be for yourself. Um, but what we'll do uh, is if you call our voicemail, you can share a three minute or less story on there that'll get played on the podcast episode or used over on social media. If you need to tell a longer story, just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to drinkandfarm at gmail.com. Um, like I said, your tips will be used in future in a future episode, um, or we'll probably share them on uh, different social media platforms because the community aspect of Drink and Farm is one of the really fun parts of this podcast. So please do share. I would love it. I would love to hear your tips. Uh, and before we go, we have a couple of Patreon shoutouts, and that is Angela Hollis, Tonya Harold, Kimberly Taylor, and DC Teitzel. Thank you so much for being Patreon peeps. Um, thank you to all of our Patreon peeps. Uh, without you, this uh, podcast would definitely, definitely be a lot less fun and a lot less functional. All right. Until next time, drink farm and give zero clucks bye guys we drink things we farm things we drink and farm